You suck, Chris. Welcome to Barely Educated. I am Chris, the meatball composer, Teichler. Good to have you here. And with me, as always, is Mark Indiana Jones Jansen. How's it going, Mark? Good. I don't know about that nickname. Good. <laughs> well, it's because he's an archaeologist. You. I, I thought for a second you forgot your name there. <laughs> Chris. I'm Ron uh... Burgundy. Who messed with Chris's <laughs> teleprompter? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not so smart. That's okay. Uh, Happy birthday doing? to your oh yeah, freshly uh, driving yet? No, no, not yet. Uh, my daughter turned 16 yesterday, and I'm uh, terrified of that age. Absolutely terrified of that. Yeah, age. you know, one daughter at 16 is bad enough. Like you have multiple daughters. <laughs> I don't know how you're gonna handle it. Ah. I don't either. There's many a joke at the house about this. You've got time, though. You Those teenage time. years, I'll spend a lot more time in Egypt. Ah, there you go. I'm going to uh, get a get a fellowship and just go for six months. No, I'm kidding. Nice. That's a good plan. Now well, they're going to have... listen to this nine years and have terrible, terrible issues. <laughs> <laughs> well, we took her out to lunch yesterday, and then uh, I was playing an outdoor little jazz concert last night and uh she came with her uh uh her friend who is a boy i still can't put those two words together yet you know okay i see what you're doing there i was like (laughs) her friend boy yes her friend (laughs) that is a boy yes and you know it's just a little reminder or realization there that uh yeah things are changing you know life goes on Things are happening. Speaking of things are happening. That's how it goes, man. They grow up too fast. Yeah, anyway. They do. It's true. So, yeah, enjoy that when it comes time for you. We're going to kick you in the teeth. Not going to lie. That's a scary age. (laughs) Yeah. But speaking of growing up fast, how's how's our QB1 doing? The real one, not not the one that they're announcing. (laughs) The one we actually all care about. Not the red rifle. No, he, he looked terrible at one of the game practices this week, apparently. Through well, three interceptions. Yeah, like, yes, you be bad. So they start this other one because it's more fun. But maybe well, that, it's better if you wait. I don't know. That is my, that is my uh, conflicted uh, feeling over all this because, yeah, you, I want him to start because I want him to be better, right? Him being but, Justin Fields, to be perfectly clear. Correct. Yeah. Well, yeah. is there any? Yeah. Okay. We're not talking about Nick Foles here. Um, not even in camp yet. <laughs> not even in camp yet. But I mean, that's where I'm conflicted because you know I want him to play because it's exciting to you know just get him out there in the field, let him sling the ball around. But at the same time, do I want him going out to face Aaron Donald, his first game in the NFL? You know. So I, I'm torn because if he does play, it probably means the Bears aren't going anywhere this year. But if he doesn't play, that means Andy Dalton's doing okay and they might be mediocre this year. I don't you see my trouble, you see my conflicted uh, Yeah, well there's 
there's a lot to unpack with that debate, right? And we're going to have it probably a couple more times on the pod before September rolls around. Yeah. But the first thing I want to debunk is the Bears are not the 2017 Chiefs. Okay? Correct. So because it worked for Patrick Mahomes has nothing to do with the Bears. Alex Smith was already established in the offense, was third year there. He'd come off an 11-win season, happened to throw up another one in that same year that we were talking about, and knew all the weapons, knew the offense. Here we have Andy Dalton new to it, Justin Fields new to it, and to, of course, the league. But this is not an established vet on the roster who's already been playing with these guys within this system. The comp that's better is Russell Wilson and Seattle because Seattle had just brought in Matt Flynn, I think. Yes, off of his six-touchdown game against the Lions, yeah. And he was supposed to be the starter, and they drafted Russell Wilson. Now, that, that breaks down in terms of where he was drafted, but just saying sure. overall, and they were talking about things with Wilson like they are with Fields. And, of course, there's a handful of things we hear over and over again that they love about Fields. I'll just pick the three that I think fit with Wilson as a rookie, too. The deep ball accuracy, the intangibles leading the team stuff, and the picking up things quickly. So I think that's actually a better comp. And, of course, we know Wilson went on to start and was great. I would say this, though. I don't have any idea who Seattle's first game was that year. And, of course, they had an elite defense. And we have a please-be-good-again defense. (laughs) I want Justin Fields to sit versus the Rams because I don't want to throw him to the Wolves. I want to see what the O-line looks like. I want if I had my pick as of you know June 12th or whatever today's date is, I want him to start at home week four against the Lions. That, so we got the Lions solidified by then. Dalton gets to face the Rams and, and Fields gets the Lions at home. That I think would be fun. He'd get a ton of games, good experience that first year, but he wouldn't necessarily be thrown to the Wolves. What you think of that, sir? Does that mean the Bears are 0 and 3 or 1 and 2 at that point? Probably 1 and 2. One and two, because yeah, they if, play third. They got the Bengals at home the second week. So that should be a you would think a win. Boy, they lose that one though. Ooh. The Andy Dalton revenge game. Boy, if he loses that one, ooh, ooh. Yeah, that's gonna get the voices will get very loud for for Justin Fields if the Bears lose to the Bengals. Who do they play yeah. third? I don't remember off the top of my head. Mm, I don't. Let me see. I got the schedule on my tablet here. I know it's it's so. So the point is pretty obviously while you look that up i'm trying to give justin fields a good matchup for his first game i totally believe in the guy in the long run but unless he's just lights out i really don't know about playing him on the road against the ram with so many new pieces on the edge of the line is new right the interior maybe not so much but so about that week home four home game against the lions looks like a juicy time to get him in there Week three is Cleveland. So they are one and two at best. <laughs> Rams, Bengals, Browns. Yeah, that's, that's the two playoff two teams on the road with good defenses. They're one and two at best. Yeah. They're and... one and two. If they're not, that's a bigger then, the, then they're going to hear a lot of hollering for fields. If they're two and one, do you make that switch? Well, Matt Nagy made it when they were three and oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's a good point there. Yeah. I don't know. But but let's let's go back to the OTAs and the reports this week. Yes, sir. How much did you follow that stuff? Were you N- not a whole lot? Um because I mean, you know, not everyone's there and you know 
There's like two defensive starters there. They're wearing shorts. Yeah, so it's grain of salt. Justin Fields looked better this week for sure. Not just than he did the last week. He looked better than Andy Dalton this week. Yeah, I, all the beat guys. I heard some, uh, you know, disturbing things about uh, Dalton throwing interceptions, like multiple interceptions. And when you're yeah. in shorts against backups, that's not good. And of course, there's no pass rush. Supposed <laughs> to generate. Yeah, that one of them was a miscommunication. They said on uh, Hogan Johns, it was Grody in with Johns. That was a, a fun episode, by the way. Thursday. I like Mark Grody. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's quirky and fun. Um, that one they said that it was pretty clear the receiver and the QB weren't on the same page, but that would mean he still threw two. Yes. And in meanwhile, shorts. and this is the part we have to get to. The fun part is the reaction to what Fields is doing, especially from his teammates. Where where Mooney, key uh-huh. bear player for the season, one of the keys was like talking about how the deep ball was so good he just had a big grin on his face as he was running to get on oh, to catch running. it like yeah <laughs> that's so good oh that warms the frozen cockles of my heart chris wow the guy that was overthrown and underthrown and i mean it robinson would even more so have this point but mooney definitely had i bet a hundred yards of terrible throws were yep. last year how about the just the one play with Foles in the rams game where he totally depances Jalen Ramsey and Foles overthrows him. It should have been like a 97 yard touchdown or five 95 yard touchdown. You know, Mooney was, I just, I love the image of him being like, Oh my gosh, it's right there. I'm going to catch it. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Mooney was overthrown more than a third world dictator. Right. Thank you. And then, and then uh, he's been getting a lot of love from like every player talking about his poise and, I just I don't think the moment's going to be too big for him whenever they go to it, and I, I really think there's a solid chance as we continue through the summer and into training camp, even with Dalton getting to play with the ones, people can be like, he's better over there. I, I he, he better be better. It's just a matter of yeah. when they're going to finally acknowledge it. Yeah, I, I'm just saying I don't know what's best for his development. I just know the players themselves are awfully excited, and I think it's going to be hard to keep that under wraps if it continues into training camp in the preseason and the Mahomes thing has nothing to do with anything right yeah totally different situations like you Neither, said just Alex like Smith. the Mitch development doesn't speaking of really Mitch can we uh we talked about this on the phone a little bit but you compared the immediate reactions to Mitch to the immediate reactions with Fields can you just repeat a little bit about what you were saying because you're just trying to get me to talk about the Cardinals stop no I am not okay no I promise no um (laughs) I ain't the joke I made with you on the phone was basically so listeners most of you who've been with us for a little while would know that I'm a Cardinals fan and I joked with Chris that I was willing to sacrifice a 5-1 lead to get (laughs) Justin Fields juju to be good at his first first big public appearance and he's getting a standing o in the cubs game and i can sacrifice a cardinals win to give that moment a, a win good vibes it's a whole lot better than him being booed like trubisky which by the way is totally ridiculous yeah, on the fan part not that fair. was ridiculous but there is definitely a whole different atmosphere around fields and i don't know if it means anything but it's crystal clear yeah, see, I wasn't even thinking about the 
the Wrigley reaction when I asked that question. Maybe you just need to unburden yourself with the Cardinals angst. But we, we do. We'll, I need to. Vent. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, but I we'll was I was talking about Hold me. the uh, <laughs> the players and coaches' comments. Like with Mitch, it was, "Oh, he's got a great attitude and a great work oh, ethic." One, yes, stuff like that, and not a whole yeah. lot about what he was actually doing on the field. So Adam Hogue over at NBC Sports had a whole article on this like a couple weeks ago, the difference between the two just from rookie minicamp. And he's like, yes, it's just rookie minicamp, mini camp. but with Mitch, it was like, well, we knew there was going to be some development, that we knew it was going to take some time. He hadn't been under center. And, you know, it was like, it reminds me of, a, I read one time in a book on parenting that one of the challenges we face as parents is we praise our babies for every little thing they do. <laughs> and as the child grows, we get less and less praise to them because we just expect them to be more functional and stuff. So it's like, oh my gosh, you burped on your own. Mm -hmm. Right. And then like your your 10-year-old's like performing Beethoven on a violin, and you're like, hey, you missed a note or something, <laughs> you know. But it, like with Mitch, it felt like, you know, anytime he was like, you know. It, he, he rolls over and crawls off the blanket. It was like this great big thing. Well, Justin Fields is over there like walking at two months or something. Like they're just, they're like talking about how accurate his deep ball is. The players are gushing about him. Cynical media members who are usually like, oh, bears, you know, and mm -hmm. you know, we all know the drill. They're like, huh, it's <laughs> different. You know, like the worst cynic is on board. And I just, hope it means a lot but with mitch it was it was very different and then the fans part we kind of jumped ahead to but yeah, yeah that was the point you know i remember with mitch every once in a while in uh, training camp someone would post a, a video of a, of a great pass that he made like here look at this bears fans and but looking back you realize oh that was like his one good pass in training camp that wasn't like a you know, indicative of how the whole thing was going. It was like, here, we got one we can show you. Here, look, there's a good pass. Yeah, he had a good first preseason game. I remember being like, wow, he's athletic. Look at those throws. But we didn't realize he, reading the defense was just never going to come along to where it needed to. And that's why I think my favorite thing to hear about Fields, as much as I can't wait to see the Bears actually connect on some deep passes, my favorite thing is all the people talking about how quickly he picks everything up. Yeah. because that I, I know it sounds harsh but i'm just saying that was the problem with mitch it wasn't his athleticism it was his mind yeah football wise yep and it never got better over those four seasons it just never improved still looking at the same issues right yeah hey so, can i read you a uh, couple uh tweets i got here that i found that are related yes. here is this bears or lions twitter oh this is bears still okay okay but but i do got a lions thing I, oh, i'll good. get to that all right, but uh, Adam Engel, the uh, Chicago White Sox center fielder, he tweeted this morning, Justin Fields broke my heart yesterday. <laughs> I thought that <laughs> was the Cubs first. Exactly. Yeah, a fun little, uh, you know, crosstown, you know, jab. But, but then I remembered that Mitch went to a White Sox game when he uh, first came. So True. maybe that was, yeah. But I don't know. I thought that was funny. Adam Engel being a fun, good sport there. Yeah. That is good. But he'll probably get to a White Sox game eventually, right? Don't they parade these guys to all the games, you know? Isn't this all very much cleverly managed by his agent and the Bears PR people? Like, Cubs just so happen to be hosting their rivals. 
finally with tons of fans and Justin Fields. Oh, look, Justin Fields just happens to be at this with game him. on a day when the Bears don't practice. I mean, that, that was all meticulously planned. And bravo to the people planning it. Yeah. And, you know, he looked genuinely uh, uh, wowed at that moment on the video when people were cheering. And he waved and he he looked, uh, I don't know, like, oh, my gosh, this is nuts. But, what, uh, a day or two after he signed? By the way, Josh yes, is officially signed. Yes, he is signed. Woo! And here's my nugget. I won't read it. i just paraphrase it. So – the Bears, for the length of Justin Fields' contract, are paying him the same amount of money that the Vikings are paying Kirk Cousins for the first 11 games only of the next season. Yeah. That, my friend, is why you draft rookie QBs frequently. That was my next tweet I was going to read, my friend. Oh, gotcha. We are on oh, the yeah, same I sent page. That to you earlier in the week, so that one was mine. That's beautiful. Get you your filthy mittens off my tweet. No. <laughs> <laughs> Get your paws off me, you darn dirty tweet stealer. There you go. That's a Planet of the Apes modification. All right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I thought that struck me as funny too. Like, oh man, you it's really, really a beautiful thing to get a quarterback on a rookie contract. Just because yes. of that. Because then you end up if you don't have one, then you have to overpay to get yeah. someone else's retread or and then Discarded. you hit on him, and here's the bad news. And you got to pay him a fortune and still figure out how to build the roster. And hopefully you can just cheat like the Saints and the Chiefs do every year somehow. Mm-hmm. With ignoring the cap. But for now, soak it up and enjoy it. Yeah. And, you know, usually free agent quarterbacks really don't do a whole – like Drew Brees is the exception. Yeah. He's the yeah, – uh, True. The exception that proves the I mean, the, the tried and true method is to develop your own, except for the Bears just to never be able to pull it off. But mm-hmm. I feel like this this could be different. Oh, it could be different. It could be. It might so, be. Uh, staying on the Bears, but away from fields, if that's allowed on this podcast. That's summer. allowed, my friend. We got the are, hype. Are you at all worried about there only being two defensive starters there this week? We had nah. one last week. Now we have two. No, because veterans are supposed to show up, what, next week or the week after? The mandatory one, I think, is next week. Yeah, I'm not worried. Yeah, I don't know. Just thought I'd mention it. Yeah. And, and, you know, if nothing else, that you can help ease him into playing against, you know, pro talent. So, you know. I mean, I I think it would be kind of absurd to say that something that happened in June is going to affect Hicks or Mack or Eddie Jackson. Exactly. Guys. Well, maybe Eddie Jackson. I I assume Eddie's been spending (laughs) his time learning how to tackle again. Oh. Um, Number four, Eddie Jackson. Number four. Yeah. Change his number. Yeah. Yeah, you think there was just a lack of interest with him last year? Like, eh, we're not going anywhere. I don't know what to make of it. I hope that's it and that it doesn't come up again. You know, my only concern with it is they are, they are working with a new coordinator this year, and maybe it would be good if they were there more. But, again, voluntary. Nagy said they're all in the meetings and everything. Yeah. So. And it's a system that uh, they would be more familiar with anyway because of uh, – Most of them played on yeah. yeah. Vic. Vic. So, a couple other Bears nuggets. Future head then, coach of Aaron uh, Rodgers, by the way. No, I'm just hope, wish That would be great. We'll, we'll get to him because we have <laughs> okay. to do that, too. That's like, that's, those are the stories. The other stories, Bears-wise, are uh, Moses Morgan came for a visit. Mm-hmm. He was a starting caliber tackle and has not signed with anyone still. I would be all for this because I still worry about the tackle spot. Yes. 
Uh, yeah. I don't see a downside unless he's asking for the moon. No, I don't. No, absolutely. And Jenkins, they're thinking is going to be starting left, correct? Right. Yeah, which they're moving him. He, he played about 25% of his snaps at left tackle in college. So I'm not sure if I love that or not. But I think getting depth there, and when you're looking at two rookies, Effetti, those are your tackles and a journeyman that they signed. Getting an actual starter and then having a little bit more competition and depth, I, I would be all for it at what I do think is the weak link of the offense right now. Correct. Yeah. It's either that or slot receiver, but I think they're more important. And are Especially you... when you have two running backs who can catch the ball and two tight ends. The slot receiver is not the end of the world. But yeah. one of the tackles being terrible could really screw up this whole thing. Absolutely. And are you surprised that uh, with Jenkins, what did you say, 25% he played left in college? Mm-hmm. Are mm-hmm. you surprised that they you'll just say, okay, yeah, well, you can play left tackle in the, you know, in the pros here. Well, he's competing for it, but yeah. It he's not competing for surprising. it. <laughs> yeah, they claim he is. They're sharing snaps right now. But do you remember even like just a few years ago, left tackle, that was like, oh, you got to have you know, your strong, solid left tackle, and it's got to be someone who has always played left tackle, and you don't want to convert someone over to left tackle. It seems like that that's not as big of a deal anymore. The league has rapidly be. changed its thoughts on that. Yeah. I think because the left tackles got so good that a lot of teams are like, well, I'm going to put our best pass rusher on the right tackle, and I don't care if the QB happens to see it. Which it is where always the blind usually, side yeah. thing. I mean, the Max Mac's been doing that for years. Yeah. So... I think that now it's just you need two. But, of course, you'll also see teams pop guys inside and try to get them one-on-one with a guard in the pass rushing down. So the league's just evolved in a lot of those ways to where you just need to be good up front everywhere, really. Yeah. At this point. I, I just remember so just I'll be the, all for some more depth there if they yeah. can manage. The, the thing is, I don't think they can do it if they don't, the next topic, get Nick Foles traded. Mm. That would free up the money. <laughs> Jets, you haven't got a guy who's taking an NFL snap on the roster. (laughs) Here, I'll give you a late-round pick to take the money. I'd give him a sixth or a seventh just to get the money off the Bears' books. Hmm. That's an interesting point. Yeah. Then you can sign your your Morgan or you can sign a corner. Richard Sermon's still out there. Are you interested? Yes. Better than the guys they've got right now, other than Johnson. Absolutely. I mean, he's not how he was, you know, a decade ago or almost a decade ago. But again, a lot of it would depend on, you know, one year deal, real cheap kind of scenarios. Then I'd be all for it. I would love more competition at those two spots, corner and tackle. And I really hope they're thinking, well, there'll be a post June cut before training camps are over somewhere in here or something, because I really do think they're kind of paper thin at those two spots. Yeah, just to get his mind and his experience in there would be beneficial because mm-hmm. he's one of the best corners of the last decade. Accountability. You, know, no you know he wouldn't let the bad tackling go uncommented. Right. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. All right, league-wide stuff? League-wide. Well, there Can was give... a little trade. Yeah, what you got? Well, that Julio Jones fella has a new team. Are you surprised that was a second-round pick for him? Wild. I thought that, that was the money. It's because they trade contracts, you know, like it, it, that's the way the oh, values. Got to be. That's got to be why it wasn't a first. That, Diggs okay. is younger and is cheaper, so he was a first. Jones and Hopkins were the highest two paid in the league, so they went for seconds. That helps it. That makes sense to me. I thought that was nuts. I was like, no way do you trade him for less than a first because he's uh, 
I we've talked about this before. He's borderline Hall of Fame, right? Around there. Oh, Julio? Yeah, Julio. For sure. He's got all kinds of individual game records and yeah, he's Hall of Fame. So I was I was surprised, but that makes sense. Yeah, get rid of the Plus he the, missed like seven or eight games or something. But that's if they're yeah. healthy, that Titans offense looks pretty filthy. Mm-hmm. Underrated QB, best pure power runner in the league. And now two good receivers, one who's utterly elite if he's healthy. Now, we before talking about free agent quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill, he's an example of the uh, how it sometimes works out better than uh, it's most really of the time. rare, but it does sometimes Very happen. Yep, that's the kind of guy. If you don't have your Justin Fields on a rookie deal, that's the kind of guy I would be chasing. Like, yeah. who was in a crappy situation but had enough talent to go high in the draft? Maybe yeah. you can rehab it but still i feel like it's pretty rare so what does it say anything that julio would uh rather play with Tannehill than matt ryan <laughs> i think he was just done with the falcons yeah okay because yeah. i assume he this some same where he me, went. and this is something that circles back to fields again because that's just what we do right now the falcons are committing to matt ryan still Whew. Well, Everyone's right. like, Kylie Pitts is off is awesome. I get it. Kyle Pitts is like amazing. He's still just a tight end. It like it's like all the teams that needed QBs that passed on Mahomes, not just the Bears taking Trubisky, but other teams that like, oops. If Fields is good, that then he absolutely should have gone to Atlanta. Yeah. Like they could have they could have not had that huge deal for Matt Ryan a couple years ago because he was already like 36 at the time, right? <laughs> and then they'd still have Julio and a young QB. So Matt Ryan in a tight end is better than Fields and Julio? Uh, not long you got term, me. it's not. So, like, everybody talked about Panthers and the Broncos and all these other teams passing on Fields, but I think the Falcons could be kind of an interesting one in a year or two to think about passing on Fields. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, Matt Ryan's not getting any better. And I always thought he was overrated to begin with, but that's just... yeah, all the stuff the Niners <laughs> gave up to go pick up Trey Lance compared to what the Bears had to give Ooh. up to get Fields. Oh my, that just gets more exciting the more you think about it. It does. <laughs> so speaking of other other national NFL stuff, there's still the elephant in the room in Green Bay that we still get to laugh at and enjoy to some degree. Yes, there is. I got a tweet uh, about that. Uh, this is the Windy City Productions. I love that name, the Windy City Productions. Of course. Says, the top three most loved athletes in Chicago right now. Number one, <laughs> Justin Fields. Number right. two, Zach Levine. Cool. Okay, and sure. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. Because <laughs> he's coming out. <laughs> oh, oh, that man. tickled my funny bone. Yeah, what do you got on Rodgers here? He's still. Well, Rob Domofsky is at it again saying that he thinks. There's a, quote, decent chance Rodgers sits out all of this year and they trade him in the spring. But wow. why, would Green Bay, why would Green Bay wait? Hold out hope? Uh, Maybe? I, mean, I don't there's, know. There's the cap stuff, right? I get why they would wait till June, right? You cut the cap hit in half and all that. But he's a distraction. Like, if they're just going to trade him next year, he's a distraction now. He's not shown up. He's worth more now than after another year has passed, including a year in which he took off. That's not that has to hurt his value some. Yep. So that was a weird tweet because I'm like, decent chance Rogers decides he's going to sit out. Okay, I agree. Decent chance Rogers is not budging. 
but then that Green Bay would just sit there and wait till next spring. They would actually get them more than now. I guess I just don't know why that's the case. Yeah, none of this. This whole thing does not. More make teams sense could to be me. in on it. All we need is one team to go crazy, like Denver would give them a ton. That's possible. Yeah. I still say sign me up for the Rodgers Mahomes twice a twice a season battle safely away from my beloved Bears until we play that division one of those years. Right. Like, mm. and we just did the West, so he might tire by the time we play them again. Yeah. I I don't quite know how Green Bay fixes this. I mean, we're 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 a couple months into it being like full on what, six weeks in? Yeah. And then my other nugget on this, I don't want to spend forever on Rogers. We should definitely get to the Lions and then baseball before we get out of here. <laughs> but the other nugget is Murphy, right? The whatever, what's it? Is he president? I guess they don't have an owner. He's the president. Yeah. Mark Murphy, yes. Yeah. Saying that Rogers was, quote, a complicated fella. <laughs> so, what? The, the Facebook relationship update between the Packers and Rogers says it's complicated now. I mean, <laughs> there's no way that goes over well with Aaron Rodgers that the face of the no. organization on the business side is saying he's a complicated fellow. Yeah, this whole thing just still, I can't believe it. And, and you know, the fact that um, Jordan Love isn't even really talked about a whole lot in this whole thing they That's finally were saying too. he looked good this week oh yeah sure but yeah right it's like of course <laughs> he does now yeah they'll hear stuff like we did with mitch oh he's he's got a great attitude <laughs> we're not hearing anything about jordan love's ability other like the, other you said other than this last week so. wake me up when Devonte adams is like jordan's on fire you yeah. know like when when somebody who's not got as much reason to hype him up that mm. would know a good player, then I'll be like, oh, man, no, please be false. Like right now, I still think he stinks. I don't see how you can come to any other conclusion. And again, I'll have to circle back to it. If we're talking about trying to project the Bears record, and we did the first, you know, three games a minute ago, but <laughs> a lot of the Bears playoff chances comes down to this Rogers thing. And I hate that. But I do think it's basically true. What's it the is, Packers' that guy. window of wins without Rodgers? What's their believable like record? Well, did you see Adam Schefter, what he said about that this week? And he mm -hmm. took some heat from it. He said that if uh, without Rodgers, the Packers are under 500. Or we're one of the worst teams in the league, something along those lines. Isn't their record like somewhere between five and ten wins or something? With ten being like super optimistic. Without him? Yes. Yeah. Super. Five to eight is probably more believable. Mm -hmm. that, and that's why he's the MVP. Are they better than the Lions? Oh, yeah. Still better Come than the Lions. So I you get those so. couple. And whoever else is bad on their schedule. Are they better than the Vikings, or could they split no. with them? Mm, I don't think so. I, if the Vikings and the Bears are healthy and there's no Aaron Rodgers, I think both the Vikings and Bears sweep the Packers. Oh. Oh. And they would be very fired up to do so. Woo. Yeah, but he's just so stinking good that this is crazy. I, I mean, we're Bears fans. We hate his, you know, performances against the Bears. But like lost in in our sports hate of the rival QB is the fact that he's just absurdly good. Yeah, MVP. And they they've been playing with fire for over a year with him now, and I still think it's very much on the table that he doesn't budge. 
crazy. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. All right. Oh, it's beautiful though. You have a, a lion's nugget. I got Give a the lion's people what they want. I got a lion's nugget. All right. This is uh CB from DC. I don't know what that means. Washington, whatever. Talking about our beloved favorite non-Bears coach, Coach Campbell. We're going to kick you in the teeth. He says, it's ride or die with Dan Campbell. Nothing else. <laughs> Dude is bringing energy we as fans have never seen. Hashtag one pride. By the way, that's the tag you want to follow to find good lion stuff on Twitter. One pride. I'm waiting then, for but- the, the clip of him like rolling up into practice, riding two Harley Davidsons with like <laughs> reins on him to do the throttle. He's like standing on each one or some kind of crazy ride or die. This guy is trying to usher in the apocalypse or something. Yep. And then the, the this guy, uh, Kenny Hates Everything, replied, since Cocaine Wayne, I agree. I thought, Cocaine Wayne? So I had to do some digging and look it up. And it turns out Wayne Fonts, remember Wayne Fonts? Cocaine Wayne is Wayne Fonts. Okay, yes. I remember him. Yeah, he uh, was uh, busted for possession of cocaine. It was later uh, uh, overturned or dismissed or something like that. But Yeah, um, he's rich enough to get a lawyer that could get rid of exactly, him. Exactly, exactly. And that cocaine Wayne, wow. I gotta. I want to do some more digging into, into coach. Because I remember he was just, he was a nut. Kind of like Campbell. I remember after beating the Bears one game, he was smoking a cigar in the pre- in the uh, press conference. Like, and I mean, the Lions yeah, have yeah, given yeah. us so much when it comes to coaching stories. There's mm-hmm. the OC who was the son-in-law, right? And he goes to the drive-through without <laughs> pants on and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> the Lions coaching staff is. Mm. It was a way. It's hard yeah. to get a QB right. It, I, it, the Lions can't even hit the like. Coach is not an embarrassment bar. <laughs> So far, but hey, they love like Campbell. Campbell. You do, yeah, yeah, you yeah. gotta love him. All right, got I it. only have one nugget from their Reddit, and it's actually a repost from Data is beautiful, and it's about the Packers. But I saw it on the Lions Reddit as they do what we do and gloat about Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. It is percentage of adults reporting binge or heavy drinking, and it's a map of the United States. It's a heat map, right? So like lighter yellow, there's yeah. less adults okay. binge drinking. <laughs> And then basically, if you live somewhere super cold or remote, you're binge drinking. So like northern Nevada, remote, you're binge drinking. North Dakota has a lot of binge drinking. Alaska apparently has a lot. And the whole state of Wisconsin. (laughs) Jeez. So the Lions fans are like, it's because of Rogers. Here and now, why are they having five shots a day during the week? They're depressed about Rogers. Like, I mean, probably no reason to actually think that's why. Well, good for you lions ball. fans we'll join together like voltron we have never been more united in a That's cause right. yes you want to talk some baseball i don't know <laughs> <laughs> let, let me just put one cubs thought out there i think okay. uh i think the giants showed that the cubs were uh you know probably playing a little over their heads when they beat them three or four in san francisco so I think there's going to be a return to reality reality, and maybe the Cubs are kind of like a 500 team the rest of the way. That would not surprise me. I think they played out of their minds in May and it's just not sustainable. And you look at like my guy, Chris Bryant, he's been, been kind of a slump where his, uh, his numbers are actually returning to uh, what his career numbers are. He's getting sign him. So absolutely sign him. Absolutely. Okay. So at the Cubs, 
played 500 the rest of the way mm-hmm. with the nine games that they're up. That puts them at 86 wins? Something like that? 85, 86? Is that a playoff team? No, it's more like 88, isn't it? 89? I don't know. I don't feel like doing the math. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I mean, that... we could figure out how many games you actually have left and actually well, do this right. 85 wins, you lost 77 games. So that's what? Eight, eight over. Eight yeah, over. so 85 or 86. 85, 86, yeah. That sounds about right. If you Is that enough that... to get you the wild card? Uh, Not with the West. No. Not with the West. Are we back to the normal wild card scenario this year? I right? believe so, yeah. I think so. Yeah, because they're going to have two. <laughs> so yeah. you're going to have to win the division. You can probably, you could you could probably beat out the East. Degrom just has a ligament issue. Eek. That could be bad for the Mets, who are and currently was, yeah. up four games there. Atlanta's very disappointing if they turn it around. Can you win the division with that record? Well, I mean, tied with the Brewers right now. Yeah, and the you know the Brewers have the best starting staff right now. Is this going to come down to who makes the the biggest <laughs> the best move <sighs> out of the two of them? You can forget about the Cardinals. They're done. You think? I, I think so. Barring some serious Cardinal magic, which could happen. Okay, so here it is. This is going to sound like an excuse. I know most baseball-wise, most of your our listeners here are probably like, well, I mean, the people I know who listen to a lot are Cub fans. I've seen <laughs> most of your friends are too. <laughs> they have now got one guy in the starting rotation who was in it last year. Now that's bad, right? So, I mean, I know everybody's hurt. There's tons of injuries throughout the league, but four starters. That's brutal. One of which you knew going in. Hudson was already out for the year before the season started, which is why I wanted them to go get a starter. Mm -hmm. I wanted an outfielder, a starter, and a third baseman. They answered one of those with a bang and did nothing on the other two. And now they're starting two guys that are supposed to be in the bullpen. Mm. So you know what that does to your bullpen. Yep. Then you're starting rookies who aren't ready, who only go three or four innings. You saw Aviedo; he's he's got talent, but he's not ready to pitch deep into a game. That hurts your bullpen. I'm just saying, find a roster that can sustain that much injury to their starting pitching, including their clear ace. Yeah. Until August, probably. Uh, I mean, I think they're could very they could very well be toast. I mean, any team losing those. That's my point. Starters. I mean, that's yeah. It's except hard for to Tampa because them. they have a something in the water down there, and they just replace everyone, no matter where they played, no problem <laughs> whatsoever. But yeah, so I think you know it's part injuries, it's part horrible planning by the GM slash president combo, not trying to put a deeper roster together, and thinking that you know Arenado was enough when it's it's just such a top heavy roster now. Mm. And, uh, and you saw it yesterday. I mean, they were up 5-1. They went to sleep after that with the lights-out Cubs bullpen full of well-established, famous big leaguers. <laughs> and then uh, and then the yes. Cardinals bullpen does what it does, which is Gallegos is good, Reyes is good, and the rest are, eh. Yeah, and when you, when you lose two to the starting rotation, you know, like you said, that's going to have a seriously negative effect. And I'm counting bullpen. Carlos Martinez in the two. He was actually pretty good out of the pen the last couple of years and pretty bad as a starter. The other one is John Gant, who has been fine as a starter, but it's kind of smoke and mirrors. His walk rate is crazy for his ERA being low. 
but he was effective as a reliever too. And we'll see if he can keep this up as a starter. I suspect not. Well, yeah, you get to see him today. All right. Yeah. He might be one of those uh, spin rate stick, sticky substance guys. <laughs> I feel like it's possible. And we should touch on that because yeah. it's already down 63% since the announcement that they do suspensions. The overall spin rate is down like two thirds. Uh oh. Or something absurd. I'm sure it's a coincidence. And then <laughs> the worst answer ever by the most famous pitcher involved in the controversy. Did you see that? Mm-mm, no. Derek Cole. Oh, you got to look up the audio. He's like, well, they asked him about spin rate and whether he used what, whatever the stuff is called that was like the hot new commodity to use. And he's like, well, I mean, I'm not sure how to answer that. Oh, I did Certainly, see that. I did. You know, there's there's things we all value and baseball is looking at. And it's just like, you're in the New York market and you're not better coached up for that question? <laughs> I'm not sure how to answer that. Wow, that's right. I did see that. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, and Bill Clinton, well, that depends on your definition well, of is. Remember? <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, I do. Even, yes. even Johnny Terrible Bench. Answer. Johnny Bench was asked about it and he said something like, Nothing wrong with the little pine tar or something like that. Like, what? What are you talking about? Uh, what's the point of the rosin bag? Isn't that what that thing's been there for for like 100 years? Yeah, it's supposed to absorb moisture. Right? Better chemicals and it made the pitchers way too good. And now the baseball's like cracking down on it. And that's going to be an interesting couple of months watching to see if the hitters yep. catch up in a hurry. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And every team's going to have a couple guys who like were really good in April and May, and then they fell apart. And, hmm. Wouldn't surprise me if that happened to the Cubs bullpen. I have another Cubs topic we have to do. Yes, sir. Sorry to do this to you. That's okay. But it's important to me, and it fits the educated word in this podcast. Ah, all right. What is wrong with Anthony Rizzo, and why are the Cubs so behind on the vaccine? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's... Those uh... comments where I thought just stone stupid here's now i'm not going to defend him but it may sound like that okay so let me just go ahead and defend him he is a uh, cancer survivor so could that be playing into his decision not to get it because his immune system is um not as strong as uh, most people, you know, your average regular person, maybe it's compromised. When he was initially treated, I surely it wouldn't be the case now. I'm no oncologist, but here's the point. I'm going to cut this one off right here. Do it. He's already consulting a cadre of doctors. True. He, here's what he said. Can I just give you the full quote? Yeah. Hit it. I'm not trying to pick on you. I just, for our listeners, go ahead. With everything that's gone on over the last year plus, it's been amazing for doctors, the science behind the vaccine, to get it to so many people so fast. It's really been incredible, and our doctors have been incredible with educating us. So that's why I bring this up. So he would know whether his cancer is a factor. Okay. Um, and giving us all the info we need and all our worries and whatnot. And our clubhouse guys have had it, and guys don't have it. We respect everyone's decision. See, I actually think it's okay to call out people for stupid decisions. So I already disagree with that (laughs) common thought in our country. But anyway, Uh for me, it's just one of those things. I'm definitely not against getting it. Okay. It's just, I think I'm talking to my doctors and taking some more time to see the data on all of it. 
but you you've got access to so many doctors what more do you need to see this is just so vague and there's plenty of data on the we'll continue to get more educated on it there is a an absurd amount of data i love that everyone gets vaccinated i'm for it i think it's amazing to see everyone back in the stands he talks about communicating with the doctors they have everything for us it's all up front it's like a family but as of right now, like I said, for personal reasons, it's obviously not an easy decision to make, but I think it's best for me and my family right now. What? Is How? Rizzo a QAnon? Is he a QAnon believer? Like that's just that, like everything he said is fine until you get to the butt and you know that that butt is coming and then it just makes no sense considering everything he said before it. The doctors are great. The science is great. But for me, you know, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. The I read only this thing one, I heard is uh, they're trying I to think... have a kid, and maybe they were worried about that. Like they fell for the fertility rumor. Oh which is yeah, totally I've stupid seen... too. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's so double standard, mealy mouth. And athletes are so willing to put practically anything in their bodies for a competitive advantage. They won't do this. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just brutal. And he, I think his comments were were not the worst I've seen by any means, but. Yeah really trying to have it both ways and then it just didn't make sense at the end of the day another reason to extend chris bryant he got the <laughs> trade him um while we're athlete quotes did you hear what um what's his name the guy on the washington football team they need a name by the way but no yeah what? i hate saying that <laughs> i always want to say wtf i, I know every time you send me wft i'm like what what oh, whoa, oh right okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sweat. His name is Sweat. Yeah. Okay. Defensive yeah, yeah. end. He basically said he wasn't going to get vaccinated because he hasn't had coronavirus yet, so he doesn't need to treat it. Well, oh no, honey, that's not how. No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what the vaccine's for? Wow. Uh, I I saw a good one. Someone I know so said to say, he said he doesn't need the vaccine because God made his immune system. And vaccines just try to imitate the immune system. I thought, oh, no. Not only is that bad scientifically, (laughs) as a PhD who teaches in the Christian higher education, I would just like to point out how (laughs) theologically that really has a lot of problems because (laughs) that makes God responsible for all the deaths during the bubonic plague and all these other things. And it's like, wow, that is that is a such a slippery slope. Yeah, I thought there were some uh, some issues there. Yeah, I'm no theologian. Maybe athletes maybe aren't the best at evaluating this. Hmm, makes you wonder. And makes then I got to end with this. I'm, I'm running out of time here. But okay, all right. Did you see Bruce <laughs> Bruce Arians' quote? No, I didn't. Sorry, right, I got to get through it without laughing because I'm remembering how funny it is. Bruce Arians on NFL players not getting vaccinated. Super Bowl champion Bruce Arians. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like only Bruce Arians could. He, uh, I I don't know how much heat he's going to get for this, but he said to his players, if you want to go back to normal, get vaccinated, right? Okay. Totally agree. And then he follows it up a little bit later, I guess, talking about it. And he said, well, the biggest reason I think they're not getting vaccinated is they're just too lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe. I mean, like in the in the case of the Cubs, they they still have to be masked in the dugout because not enough players are vaccinated. Vaccinated. Like, come on! Don't you want to take that thing off? Here's the full quote from Arians to to make sure we do it right. Quote: Everyone's tired of meeting out here and eating outside and doing all these things we had to do last year. Fact. Yes. It, but it's still a personal choice. I don't see a reason not to be vaccinated. 
Yeah, right, so he's yeah. saying you should get it. When asked if any players expressed concerns or skepticism, as Washington's Montez Sweat, the guy we just referenced, mm-hmm. did Wednesday, <laughs> Arians said, quote, here it is, I haven't spoken to anybody that's resisted it. They're just too lazy to get one. <laughs> wow. Oh, my. Oh, man. Well, bring it to the team then, you know? Get it. Again, <laughs> it's this, this, they're on your way to the locker by room, doctors. guys. They, they should have no trouble figuring out. I know. On your way to the locker room, have the doctor there <laughs> as each guy walks in. That now, was a needle a sound, says, by the way, just to clarify. Okay, yeah, yeah, clearly. If a baseball player says something along the lines of, yes, I do want to get it. I'm trying to time it right. I have a couple other things going on that make me, you know, want to – like I'm going to do it over the All-Star break for the second shot because I know that you, you're kind of wiped out for the next day. Yeah, like if sure. they were expressing something more precise, but it's just – the athletes who are resisting, the quotes they're giving us up to this point are either just hilariously misinformed like sweat mm-hmm. or kind of mealy-mouthed and awkward like like uh, Rizzo's. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, I, I got to wonder, too, if getting the vaccine, when if, if that would uh, make you admit that maybe your politics aren't exactly in the right place, if that's why some people don't get it. Yeah, I just yeah, wonder. I that. don't know. I mean, yeah. I know the people that I see on my Facebook, which is, of course, purely scientific analysis. I'm <laughs> right. <laughs> you can kind of follow party lines pretty clearly on the exactly. non-vaccinating types. Exactly. Yep. But I know plenty of people in that political persuasion who are vaccinated, but I'm saying like all the ones mm-hmm. who don't want sure. it are definitely. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And then the meanwhile, Nagy says the bears coaching staff is almost fully vaccinated and he expects it to be Excellent. fully vaccinated before training camp. Nice job coach. Yep. Not Good job. Bad. Uh, you get a point for that. Now develop the young QB. Yes, please. Yes, please. I want him slinging touchdowns. I want to see 40 That's touchdowns. Right. Can I can I see 30 touchdowns from a Bears quarterback, maybe? Wouldn't that be a that'd thing? Be a nice start. How about 4,000 yards before the 17th game? Yeah, that's never happened for yeah, a Bears quarterback. Never 30 touchdowns, never 4,000 yards. That's amazing in this era of the NFL. I will say I fully expect, knock on wood, Justin Fields to do that before it's all said and done. Maybe not in 2021, yeah. but... Agreed. He's got the he's got the talent. All right, we ended where we started. Wait, can I give you one more thing? We did not end where we started. <laughs> Just one little uh, Chicago sports history factoid. Do you know what today is, my friend? June twelfth, twenty twenty one. I I saw this earlier, and now I'm drawing a blank. It was thirty years ago today, June twelfth, nineteen ninety one. The Chicago Bulls. Beat the oh, LA yeah, Lakers yep, to win their first NBA title. Shame on me. And you bringing the basketball to the pod. Go Bulls. That's, oh, I've always been a huge basketball fan. Yeah, that's quite natural. Mm. Played the game of basketball. Wait, are you saying I don't know basketball? I'm saying we've never talked about it on the pod. <laughs> I took that personally. Would we if basketball did didn't overlap with football too much? <laughs> eh, probably not. I mean, I was because it's like nine, obviously it starts halfway through the NFL season, and then it continues forever. But then we get the NFL off season, which we talk as much as we do the regular season. Nineteen ninety one. I was fourteen years old. So when the Bears, the excuse me, when the Bulls won all their titles, I was between fourteen and twenty one. Yeah, fourteen and twenty one. 
And even after that, I'm not like a big Bulls fan. I like them because they're Chicago, but I'm not like a diehard. And if that didn't make me a diehard Bulls fan, nothing's going to make me a diehard. Well, it's actually, oh, what a spectacular move by Jordan is one of my first sports memories with the right hand switch to the left for the layup Mm -hmm. against the Lakers in that same that was series in that, that you referenced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. I definitively remember that. But that eight years old Super Bowl had a much bigger impact on me, my friend. See, I was too little. I was five. Just mm. I remember. All right. Here's a fun note to end on. I know we yes. go with this okay. as an ending note. I remember the Super Bowl shuffle. I remember my brother listening to it all the time. And he's not even a huge sports fan, as it turns out, really. He's a Broncos fan now. But growing up, he was just it was just kind of kids do the Super Bowl everywhere. shuffle thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want to point out the cojones on that team to record <laughs> that song before the Super Bowl. Can you even imagine what the reaction would be to a team doing that now? Not only that, not only that, what it team. was the day after they lost to Miami. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. That's great. Yes. They're only lost, like, yeah, whatever. They still <laughs> really yeah. this anyway. That's right, my friend. Can you imagine like a coach today having to react to that? You know, we, we sat them down and we talked, you know, and guys, we talked about what we're putting out there on social media and, and, you know, like I can just, man, it would be a total, <laughs> you know, what storm yep. today. Although to, it would definitely go viral and be like enormously popular at the same time. And to this day, the Chicago bears are the only football team ever nominated for a Grammy award. My friend. This, this needs more press. <laughs> <laughs> all right every time i hear someone say we don't have any qbs i'm gonna bring up yeah well you don't have any grammys <laughs> oh, exactly roasted. no grammy nominations for them cheese heads all right well you're a composer we've ended on music i think that's perfect thank you so much for listening give us a like check out our buy me a coffee hit us up on twitter and we will see you next time on the barely educated podcast Bears. 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 I f- all the bears.